Welcome to Gerstel's Making Labs Work podcast. It's a show about analytical chemistry, interesting instruments, and the challenging analytical problems that they solve. Welcome to this new episode of the Making Labs Work podcast from Gerstel. And hello, Kurt. Are you on the other side of the ocean? Yes, I am this time, Jan, instead of with you, but that's normal. That's normal. That's quite normal. That's normally, normal. normally we have guests from outside, so not from, from Gerstel. So we have customers, we have developers, we have scientific people, we have uh, everybody from uh, outside. And today we have a very, very special guest. And please welcome Mr. Ralph Bremer, who is our COO, our Chief Operating Officer from the management team here. And later, uh, we will tell you why Ralph is here. Hello, Ralph. Welcome. Yeah. Hello, Jan. Hello, Kurt. Hello, all people, all listener. But we have a very long relationship over 40 years. Yes, Ralph. Um, and the reason why you are here is very, very special for us because you will leave our company. And can you tell us why? Because I think the new generation should have the chance to grow. If I'm in the job still, I think everybody looks what I'm doing. And I think the next generation is ready to take over. And I would like to spend a lot of things outside of my daily work, sports, traveling, and so on. At this moment, I'm good in shape to do what I like to do. And I think it's time to go. We've certainly earned it, Ralph. How many years total now? I think it's more than 40 years because I already did the work during my study. I visit Gerstel and do some drawings in the afternoon. That's a huge oh, yeah. time, a long time. Yeah, it was always uh, mis together with Mr. Gerstel Senior. He was always there because he couldn't leave the factory. So that's also a reason. So he, he stays maybe a little bit too long. So, and I want, don't want to do the same thing. <laughs> so in other words, you will retire. That's true. L like a sport profi. Do it when you are at the highest level. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain American quarterback that should be doing the same thing, but I'm not going to name names today. <laughs> oh, Does it start with a B also like Bremer, Ralph Bremer? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, he played also in Munich. <laughs> yeah, that's true, he did. So everybody knows now who, who's meant. <laughs> yes, and, and Ralph, of course, you, um, you are here because you have, uh, you have had so many experience with Gerstel. You have so many stories which happened through all the life of over 40 years with Gerstel. And the Making Labs Work podcast is about stories around the analytical chemistry. And I think today we are... Uh, going to the outer uh, circle of the around um, because you are not a, a customer who is doing daily work or developing uh, analytical methods. So, But you have developed a lot of things. And uh, I think one of the most important things for Gerstel 
um, was a cold injection system. And uh, Ralph, can you tell me, I uh, have you been involved in that um, in that product in the in the beginning? Yes, I did. So uh, the cold injection system was the first main development what I did together with Mr. Gerstet Senior. But in the past, the development always starts more or less after working time. So Mr. Gerstel gave me money to buy some cakes from the bakery and Mr. Gerstel Senior cooked the coffee. And with the coffee and the cake, we have the best ideas. And then the first three places where Gerstel was located, always the bakery was close by. <laughs> so, so what was it the decision to have the uh, factory next to a bakery or was it uh, just uh, happened it was just happened but it was always uh, a good sign for us yeah, because lucky situation with, yeah with, with the cake the best ideas comes up so uh, we developed the septum set together with the cis it was a unique system it's still today not copied the septum set so we have the only system that is still working with our septum in a chromatography. So our system has a lot of functions, but in the development, we only was looking for non-discrimination from the needle. But later on, the whole R&D teams from the world customers created a lot of applications like large volume, or using as a trap. And the CS is still the system what we use for all our systems. So it's yeah. one of the main products. Yes, and uh, I remember the times where I've been in sales and the CIS was one of the main products or the, the, the product which, which gives us the most uh, possibility to go out with our, uh, with our products and with our solutions and with with the customer needs and uh, later on it, it goes it goes further with the thermal desorption system which goes directly on the cis so it was a really um, a milestone for gerstel uh, i remember that in the 27 uh, 2007 when i when i come to gerstel still then it was um yeah really important and what what was the developing or the release date of the cis This was in 83. 83. Wow. So there, there was one customer who purchased it in Germany. And later on, we also start US sales without a subsidiary. That was Eastern Kodak Company asked us because they get notice about this CIS and want to have it without any subsidiary and also without no support. So they said, we need the system as soon as possible. So The word was out with a large volume and everybody wants to increase the sample size to get more information about the samples. And later on, we also have this starting with Hewlett Packard, the, the contract based on this CIS in 86 already. And you did say Hewlett Packard, which really gives everyone an idea of how long this has been going on. Yep. So it was hard for me in the beginning to uh, say excellent. And, and sometimes I also said today, HBPV. <laughs> But rather the yeah. same for me. So I, <laughs> I have worked uh, since 92 for HP and then they switched to Agilent and I was in, in the middle of the, of the company and it was so hard to, to switch over. So it was still HP and at this time, even the HP way, which Bill and Dave uh, established in, in further times. 
Yeah. yeah. And my wife even has HPGCs in her lab to this day. So yeah, they're still out there, still kicking, kicking along, as is the yeah. CIS for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Agile so, and but, Yeah. I, I remember with this HP name and the numbers. So it is often, if you pronounce something different, you don't understand what the customer means. There was a customer who told me he has an HP 5890. And I said, I don't know. What, what model do you have? Because I don't say 5890. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting way to, I mean, to get into the GC industry. I mean, we, you mentioned it earlier that you had been an apprentice under Mr. Gersel before you came. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the things that always impressed me, uh, I've, I've been with the company only about nine of all those years you've been. And uh, the the dedication to apprenticeship and the fact that all these people come in all the time, it's really impressive. And uh, it's, it's, it says a lot about who we are. Um, one one thing though, I mean, the so the, 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 the SIS, it's now SIS4, wound up Eventually, you know, something we still sell, it's the, it's the hard everything one absorption system. That's uh, what makes our TD unique, being forward flushed. But as I often tell customers, um, and they always think I'm joking, but you know I'm not. Uh, <laughs> so for every one thing you might find on the Gerstle webpage, there were probably three things we built for somebody and just never told anyone. And and I think if any, I, I think ultimately, you know where all of those mm. bones are buried. And I'm yep. hope, hoping to hear some of that today, too. Mm. Yep. So there's uh, one nice story about a smoking machine. So it was an analyzer for cigarette smoke. It was a very complicated system with two GCMS systems and a column switching system and a mechanical lungs. And everything was combined. And in the past, always, if we got such a big order, a special order, we have barbecue for all our employees. And then the employees also want to know why we get this nice barbecue. And then we did a presentation, start the system, somebody lights the cigarette, put it into the machine. Then we press on start. Instead of sucking the smoke, the system push out the cigarette several meters. (laughs) And then, (laughs) then everybody was... A little bit afraid. And then I said, oh, our smoking machine is a non-smoker. And everybody was laughing. So it, <laughs> <laughs> so it was only one plumbing wrong. So <laughs> that was all. <laughs> but it was really fun. And, and this was shipped to, um, to a customer in Japan. And they used it for, se- for several years. Wow. That smoking was, machine. Uh, yeah, wow. smoking analyzer. Smoke analyzer and the smoke machine was called the lungs, was a smoke machine. And that was unbelievable. I didn't know that before. It was produced in Bremen. <laughs> and we, because I asked customers from Japan, where can I purchase this smoke machine? And he told me, told me in, in your country, in Bremen. <laughs> it was funny. But it was very close. A short distance compared to Tokyo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> so the idea was to to smoke on the cigarette and get all the smoke things trapped on on something. Yeah, it was uh, trapped on uh, on kind of tinex, but uh, sometimes also also only over empty tube because it's heavy components, and otherwise mm. with absorption material you can't get it back. 
And what they also want to do is they want to know the first throw, the, 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 what you suck, the first. Mm -hmm. And then they said, okay, I only want to know what is the, at the end, short before the filter, and, and what is in the middle. So they could decide, I want to suck the first or, or four to five, and all this was done with the wave switching and with a very big glass-coated tubings. And these glass tubings was very hard to, to bend without destroying the glass surface. Mm -hmm. So that, that was um, our um, development. So it was really unique and we never sold it second time. But yeah, was, I was going to uh, say, I've never seen that on the webpage. <laughs> <laughs> Even no, on the old webpage, it was not there. <laughs> but but uh, with such specials, we, only, we often open a long-term business relationship with the customer, also for other systems, also for our standard systems, because they always like that we fulfill outside of the standard program our products so that we have solutions, what they are thinking about, and no company in the world will do the job. And then we did it. Also today at Analytica, you have the same. If, if customers, then they tell them, if somebody would do it, then try Gerstle. That's that's an amazing story. With uh, that, that the smoking machine is a non-smoker. That's that's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's more healthy to be a non-smoker than a smoker, I assume. Yeah, I quit in two thousand two. It's one of the proudest moments of my life. <laughs> so, uh, but on the other hand, it was also figured out that the passive smoke is often more non-healthy, like uh, through a filter. What is burned on 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 the mm -hmm. cigarette on top? This dust dust was what you see, and also what the non-smoker smell in the room, because it doesn't go through the filter. The filter takes a lot of the heavy components, but the dust everything is included. So that means if we and I was also often in a bar where the ice starts to uh, hurt because it was so many dust in the room. Mm -hmm. So this is also uh, 100% clear that that is not healthy. It's, it's even worse than you suck through the filter. Okay. Yeah. Can imagine. And in, in, what, in, 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 what, in, in which time frame was the smoke analyzer development? So it, This was in the uh, beginning of the 90s. Okay. Wow. So 20 years ago. Yeah, 30 years, years ago. ago. 30 years ago. Yeah, 30, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was, uh, maybe I mix it up. So I, I think it was in the uh, in, uh, beginning of 2000. Still, that's still 20 years ago. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have also um, a nice development for the Max Planck Institute done. So with, together with Max Planck Institute, we um, built a very big, Preparative GC. What is very big? So uh, everybody knows the GC today knows that it's 60 centimeter broad and probably 60 centimeter wide and high. So uh, how big was that when you, when you say big? So it was uh, one meter 50 high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, close to two meter was the length and uh, maybe 80 centimeters uh, to the back. 
And at the rear, there was an oven. And in this oven, there was two meter columns with a 60 millimeter inside diameter filled with packed adsorption material. <laughs> so so uh, we have uh, three columns. One was a buffer column, then the pre-column and the main column. Wow. And always in between, we have switching devices but you could decide what is transferred and what you want to get rid of. And uh, the nice thing was at that time, I did the drawing for the front label, for the whole flow diagram. And at that time, the electronic was not so far that we use an LCD screen, like nowadays. We drilled holes into my flow diagram and put some LEDs in what can flash green and red <laughs> and, and yellow. <laughs> to see what, what's going on in, in the instrument. So, so the user interface was mm, yeah, simple, I would say. So, so, no, it, it was complex, but, but from, the, from the outputs, uh, simple in case of you have some LEDs, not on a screen where you can display everything. Yeah, yeah but you don't so, have the shut off of the computer. You don't have to use this control, <laughs> alt-delete. You always could see what is happening in the instrument. So, so you said it was prep scale, which means you know, you're putting a lot of mass in and you're trying to get enough mass back out to do something yeah. with, like yeah. you know, more synthetic organic chemistry or something. Yeah. How were you collecting what came off those huge columns? I mean, what, yeah, what, did you cryotrap that or what did you do? Yeah, with cryotraps. Uh, but it was a big size because at that time the NMR needs a lot of pure, pure components to do the identification. Ah. So it was, it was um, 100... Uh, up to 60 milliliter vessels and they were filled up to 10 milliliter. Wow. And it was wow. down with liquid nitrogen. Yeah. To, well, to that's get really cool. I, I, you know, I don't think anybody sees prep scale GC much anymore. Um, I think they've tried to find yeah. other ways to yeah. do that, but I know yeah. prep scale LC is still out there. But. Yeah. yeah, but we also sell um, also today one or two systems still from the smaller size. These uh, PFC, what we add to a standard GC like today, like 8890, and we start with the 5890 because the NMR developer reduced or the sensitivity is much higher so that we also can now work with one microliter or two microliters compared to the milliliter format in the past. Oh, and that definitely is still on the webpage. Uh, I've yeah. seen it. So, yeah. so, the, so the, the PFC is definitely there. So the, the big one was the pre-production or pre-version of the actual uh, PFC. Is, yeah, that, yeah. is that right? That's right. We only sold 10 systems. From the big ones? From the big one. Okay. And, uh, and the first has to be delivered just on time because it has to be needed inside of the end year. There's always an issue here that the customer wants to have it because they need it to, to spend their budget in the correct year. Yeah, and, same, and, same as today with all the customers. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. And, and then we didn't get any forward for that system. And then uh, Mr. Gerser Sr. decided, then we do it by our own. And then he rent a truck. And then four people from us, Holger, son from Mr. Gerstel, me and the head of production, Werner Kintop, and we did the delivery by our own. It was a little bit risky because uh, today, I think, for the safety issues, what you have to do, it was it's not allowed anymore to do <laughs> in that way. But we, we do it, did it by us, 
carry it on the 24th in Griff Christmas Eve to the customer. The customer was waiting. Then we did the installation and the customer did the test, the checkout after Christmas before New Year. And it was successful. So it's definitely the 24th of December. Yeah. And okay. Then Holy thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mr. Gerstel Senior want to invite us for, for, for dinner. And he said, no. That's nice for you. That's really nice. We have to go to our family. So they are still waiting for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so kind was, of well timed, though. I mean, it's a nice Christmas story and it is, <laughs> uh, it is that time of season. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's was very fun. So, and nobody had any issue about that. So everything went well. So that was very good. <laughs> Delivery on the 24th. I, I think today it's not possible because all, all, all the customers, our, all companies have closed the day or most of them, I think. I I'll, I'll just wait. Uh, one of these days we're, we'll start selling our TDs on Amazon. You'll be able to get them uh, overnight. You know? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. As a, as a uh, last second Christmas uh, present. I'm just curious what everyone wants for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I maybe do. Not, but maybe not a delivery with 700 kilograms. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's true. That's a bit, yeah. We don't have anything. Everything we have fits on top of a GC, so it can't, it can't be that heavy. Ah, <laughs> oh, great, great, great. Love it. Uh, that, um, I just come with numbers here, with years. Uh, in, in which uh, in which years that was? In I assume some way in the 80s? In the 80s, yeah. In the it 80s? Was 85. 85. Wow. Hmm. 85. I was and, 15 then. <laughs> uh, yeah, very similar. I can remember the, the machine because we have had it in, in the museum here, but I've never heard that, that you delivered that on, on 24th of December. That's, that's completely new for us, or for me here at this point. Another special development was a kind of Persian trip, what we developed for a huge customer who wants to monitor is wastewater before it is released into the river Rhine. And we only have time for six weeks to develop it. So normally today, I would guess it's more than one year with all the regulations, what you have to fulfill, all the documentations and, and so on. But it was a development together with the customer because it was an urgent need because I have invite the environmental minister from this country to show them how good they are. And normally you only uh, do this merchant trap with a filled sample in the wild. But they want to have a continuously analyzer for the wastewater stream. And then develop a kind of merchant trap and we call it stripper. It strips the components. So it's a German name, the stripper. The gas was purchased, uh, goes through the water and enriched it. And then this looks like the lamp from Aladdin. That mm -hmm. was a nickname. Mm -hmm. And, and <laughs> it has also a, a brush. So when, when you rub that, Aladdin comes out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like this a little bit because it looks so uh, dynamic. Because the mass spec, what could you see? You only could see on the screen some goes up and down. But there you could see real the sample comes. The bubbles go through. Then the enrichment was done on an adsorption tube. And then later on, it all, always was cleaned with a shower around the whole lamp. 
And uh, this system was presented to the environmental minister and, and they only looked to this stripper. So there was no chance to show them the screen with a nice spectrogram from the mass spec. So the, really so the high tech was not, not so important because you can't see anything. Yes, you can't see anything. <laughs> but the water bubbling and, and this brush was always nice to see. Yeah, but remember on the Analytica or on, on, the, on the big trade fair, the eye catchers are not the machines which which doing high-end MS, whatever, electronical things. So the, 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 eye, uh, the eye catcher are... Uh, For example, the, the big twister bowls where, where some something steering or, or other things. So that's quite normal. So and and I think the the minister will not. I, I, no, I don't want to blame him, but uh, I, I don't think that he understands uh, mass spectrometry in deep. <laughs> yeah, but the sim uh, works also. It was not only show, so it gave also the results what they need. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, well, my, my specs always that way, though. It's not exactly exciting to watch. It's you know, just a box that sits there with the light mm -hmm. on or whatever. So it, it's more interesting, like Jan said, when you can see things moving or, um, or mm -hmm. well, th th there, there's one thing, there's one instrument we definitely sell that everyone look at that and relates to it immediately. And that's the olfactory detection port because we're smelling mm -hmm. things for food quality out of the end of that. Yep. It's, it's also a, a tool what we develop and uh, in all different lengths, sometimes. Four people could smell simultaneously in different rooms. Then you have to have four meter long transfer line and the temperature must be equal on beginning, the middle and at the end. And they are sitting in different rooms. They couldn't see the chromatogram and then they have to make their notes. I saw one of those in Europe, visiting one of our customers. I think it was in the Netherlands. It's all like a three-way three ODP. Mm. It's mm. pretty impressive. So they want to get a different because the human detector is not calibrated. So, so it's <laughs> yeah, it's per human different, and uh, so they get uh, if every three think it's the same, so then it's uh, better confirmed than only one. Yeah. But we also have in in Japan, there's uh, also a, a two stage ODP for two persons, and then the customer is sometimes in, invited when they create a new aroma so that they also can smell during development and give feedback if that is the right direction for development or not. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was funny. Um, you know, you, you need to do that. You can't because the chemical name doesn't connect you to the human experience. So you have to have the ODP there. I mean, I spent mm. hours on a Gersel ODP back when mm. uh, I used to work for a national paper years ago. But what's funny is, you know, we have customers that, Uh, you're worried, like worried about off odors, and they're like, "Well, if I smell that stuff, I'm being exposed to it, right? Isn't mm -hmm. that poisonous?" I'm like, "Well, if you can smell it in the open air, <laughs> it's, <laughs> you're already exposed." It's funny. It's like people don't realize that uh, you know the, the 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 taste of the the taste of cinnamon is actually cinnamonic acid. You know, it, 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 yeah. what flavors flavors are chemicals mm -hmm. too. So, yeah, so I remember one story from our seminars here where a customer. Uh, give a talk and uh, at the end some somebody asked also um, yeah isn't it dangerous to to smell all the things directly from the ODP and is uh, what about the human and uh, human body and so on and he comes from the university and said so yes but we have enough students <laughs> and uh, the whole audience was laughing so that was also a great answer about that but your answer is a serious one <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I think also you could explain The smell is often 
needed to do, give an alarm. If you have some gases, what you are transport, they have no smell and you don't realize any leaks. So these gases get a flavor in addition. So if then there is a leak, you directly realize that and you get not poisoned because you smell something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Cool stories about your your career. Should I say career? Your your own development here. You have developed so many things. Is there another steering device, for example, which is developed uh, here and, and you have your hands on? So Because we are uh, talking about moving things in the past. Yeah, that, that's true. But uh, the development is not done by us. The, the principal development is done by Patsandra and his group. It's a, it's a twister. So the Sturbar Sorptive Extraction. And we develop out of this ID a product that can be produced over the time, now 20 years already, always in the same quality and in a reasonable price number. So that is what we did. And also we developed application. But the principal ID was from Patsandra and his team. And I can tell you a little bit about the story, how that worked. So they did some SPIMI tests and they want to enrich the sample more and they use a magnetic stirbar, but covered by Teflon to get more on the SPIMI fiber. But the result showed them they get less than before. Mm-hmm. And then they were astonished and then they looked into the detail, took out the magnetic stirbar, then and put it into a solvent and release it back. And then they saw that on this magnetic stirbar, a lot of components were trapped. And then the ID comes, okay, if this magnetic stir already do this job, if you use a face like a PDMS on a stirbar, that could do a good job. And then they start all the experiments. And then when they were successful in the beginning, they called us. And then we did the more or less the design or the final design mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the production step and the quality checkout. And, and Pat developed the system in the beginning, the whole applications of to introduce it. And then we did a presentation at Analytica in 2000. And then we ran the room and gave a presentation and the customer could bring in the sample. And then we stirred and show the result to the customer and gave them the raw data that they can take home. And if the customer has no sample, then we said, in what kind of area you are working? And sometimes they said food, and they okay, we go to the imbis, and then they bought uh, some ketchup or mayonnaise, and then we did the test on site. <laughs> That was really fun. <laughs> and uh, then we thought about how can we show that The principle very good at the booth. And then we had a lot of stir bars, colored liquids, and then it was stirring. And then I thought, what could we offer the customer and ask for a German candy producer, Haribo. But uh, when you want to have a specific form, it was too much. And then I looked into a shop and then I saw the Haribo, the with, with sugar. Around the, the in sticks, different colors, the sticks. the sticks, yeah, 
and it was sugar around in different colors. It was bigger than the twister, but then we offered it to the customers as a candy. And then <laughs> one customer asked me, if this twisters in this candy are the different phases of a twister. So the, the red for this component and the yellow for the others. Cute. So that was the start. That was the first time that we were asked for the different phase and still going on. A lot of yep. customers ask us, can you produce another phase? We only have a second phase, but the PDMS is the most successful still. Yeah. That's great. And that, I think that leads us to one of, uh, one of the next episodes. We don't know exactly when, when we pr uh, bring that out, but I think we will have a special twister, um, episode because in the pipeline, we have some guests. They are talking about, uh, the twister and probably we can invite you, Ralph, again to, to be part of this discussion or this talk. And then, then we have an, a, a Twister special episode on this podcast. Kurt, what, what do you think about it? Is that oh, a good way? That, I, love, I love that idea. I mean, I can yeah. be one of those guests because, well, yeah. as a former user. I, you you, you are for, not a guest. Yeah. You are the host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Remember yeah. that. I, <laughs> you have yeah. to ask I, questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to use it for um, analyzing orange juice and milk for off flavors um, for... Uh, um, Food migration testing. Um, yeah, it was a it was an amazing tool if you were looking for low level stuff because it was uh, not only was it effective at doing things, but you didn't have to use like methylene chloride extractions and uh, and you yeah it just worked out really really well. It was certainly for flavors and fragrances. It was it, it definitely it, it's one of the things that ended up bringing me to Bristol because I was I was a user long before I got uh, got here as product manager. So yeah, it's a amazing stuff uh, it's changed a lot of people's uh, professional lives and what it can do yeah and and, and as sometimes in in this world um the it, it happens during an accident because there were some some components lost in, in the teflon uh stirrup bar and so so the development starts so that's 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 great because sometimes accidents are not as bad as they look like in the first view. Yeah, yeah. but but you have to identify that yes, it's an accident and, and make the right uh, conclusions. Of course, yeah. that's a scientific approach about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's always that's, what Mr. Gerstler said. At the end, when the development is ready, everybody says, "Oh, it's clear. That is that is how it has to be." But the whole history about the development, nobody see how, how much work it is because the final solution should be always as simple as possible. So that means nothing should be on the product what is need, not needed. And that's yep. very important for the design. Yep. Yep. So a lot of stories you have and when you think about all the things you have done at Gerstl, what are the two things what our listeners can can learn from you because they can't learn from you next year because you're uh, you're in your retirement uh, time and so we have to ask you today what, what are the two one or two things what a listener can learn from you because you are not an, in the lab, but you have done other things for labs. So yeah. have you something yeah. in your mind? Yeah. First of all, what I tell everybody is if you are in a hurry, take your time. Then you are faster. 
Mm. So that means, because often, uh, if you try to fix it and very fast, you failed and failed and failed. So I think if you are really in a hurry, take your time. And then you are early already. So that is my experience about development. Also, another thing is, if you do not find the solution, and it takes time and time, do something else or drive home. Sometimes it happens that I stay until 11 p.m. in the in the lab and don't find the solution. I was a little bit angry about that because I spent several hours. Then I go to my car, go on the street. Before I was arriving home, I know the solution. Mm -hmm. So that's also, you need a cut. Also, what is very important to have somebody like I had in the past, Mr. Gersel Senior, to discuss it. It must not be a person but do the same study. You can, if you are a me mechanical guy, you can discuss some items with an electronic guy or with chemistry. It only means if you have to explain to somebody what you are doing, then there comes some specific question you didn't think about. And that helps a lot. So always do it, not everything alone. Always try to find somebody who you can talk to and get a feedback because I think that is really helpful mm -hmm. for development. And probably we can adapt that to the lab also. So not <laughs> only I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's fine. I, could, I, I can remember, as you said, that, uh, that the same inside a family discussion or inside a family thing uh, that you sometimes have to discuss that. And then the idea comes sometimes easy, sometimes not so easy, but it comes yeah. from, from the other side. Yeah. Yes. And, and Thank you for that. Yeah, and also if you if you hear something, what goes wrong? Mm -hmm. Then always, I try don't pick me the person and directly discuss it. Normally, what is a good thing? Go at home, sleep, and the next day, and then talk the next day. Not directly when you hear about something, because then you forget to ask questions because you have already the solution. You have already your mind. And if you mm -hmm. do it on the next day in the morning, it's, I get the experience. It's much better yep. to talk about it. Yep. Of course, you have to fix it on customer side or in where it, where it happens, but don't directly um, talk to the people who, what may be are responsible for that, for it. Take your time, get home. The next day, it looks different. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great advice, and thank you for that. Ralph, I agree. it's December the 21st, where we record this episode, and you have additional, or only additional, two days with Gerstel. Um, so tell us, or tell the audience, please, what is going up in your life, and what's your next adventure after these two days, because I think these two days are not normal. And after these two days, what's your next adventure? What's going on? So what, what are you really doing then? So first of all, I will relax, of course. And then I will spend a vacation. One cruise is planned to the Caribbean Sea with my wife. Because I want to do that two years ago on her 60th birthday. 
And then the corona comes up and everything was destroyed. But uh, we will do that next year. Also, I will do a bike tour, what I planned over the years from Passau to Vienna. Mm -hmm. So in, in four days or five days. Uh, then I still in, in, in tennis active and also in a, in a team, also with in the competition, also in table tennis. Then I have a, a nice a hobby that is to take pictures. Also, I will uh, learn a little bit more about the Photoshop. So uh, <laughs> it's a lot of things uh, what, what I will do so that I uh, never get bored. Of course, maybe in some projects, I will be back here at Gerstner. And I will visit the uh, PitCon next year. To, and also to visit Gerstel Inc. in Baltimore. I remember the start with, with the Bitcoin. There was a dimension fault between inch and millimeter. <laughs> and, when, and when I saw our booth with the big columns, three meter high, instead of 30 millimeters, uh, 30 centimeters diameter, there were 30 inches. And, and I couldn't <laughs> see any instrument, only the columns. And then we have to dismantle four columns so that we have a nice view. So, so you can be hide, uh, so you can hide uh, behind the columns and leave your instruments uh, so, uh, at home you know, or something like That's that. That's right. <laughs> so this was unbelievable. And the color was also not a good match. So it was really pink, like the pink panther. <laughs> so that, that was the first, the first Pitcon Gerstel, uh, Gerstel was. So that, that you have learned that and in the next uh, Pitcons it was okay then? or Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and, and over the years, uh, it's getting absolutely perfect. Or Collins. So, uh, I really, he's a very precise person. So I, now, not any dust is laying on, on the booth when I, when I arrive. Yep. And everything is working. <laughs> yes, he is. I remember Bob back when I used to be Bob's customer. I would agree with that. <laughs> so he's very, very precise and also the details are okay. So he didn't uh, mix up inches and centimeters and, and you gave, gave up these uh, organization of the pitcons to him. So that's... No, no, I, I was never 100% responsible for that. We only passed the drawings okay. to the department and uh, then... It was an accident. It happens not only to us. So the, the centimeter inch problem is a specific U.S. problem. <laughs> I would I would ask them please move to centimeter and meter. <laughs> it, it did but, cost but, NASA a satellite to Mars, I think, at one point when they got centimeters and inches screwed up. Yeah, there was something, but I can't remember that exactly. Yeah. So you are not the only one who, or we are not the only one, or Gerstelbot is not the only one who has problems with centimeters and inches. So that's even great to hear. Yes. Um, Ralph, when you are not in the company, because uh, we have your number, we have your email address, are you reachable for the audience or for somebody else in the future? Or are you uh, disappearing in the world of uh, the analytical Gerstel equipment? So uh, what I will do is I will switch off the cell phone and only the time to time I will open it. So I will be not available like this click 
But time to time, I will uh, uh, look if somebody uh, wants to have some information from me. And then, of course, I am willing to do that because this whole company was developed also by me, the growing and so on. And I want that this is always in the future the same. And I think uh, Gerstl will grow in the future. We have now a very good established structure, nice persons with a good knowledge. And I transfer the responsibility to the next level. And I think they will do the job as good as I did. And what you never should do, compare it to your decisions. Only the result is important. Yeah. So that leads me to my last words on this podcast here before Kurt can, can have his last words and then we switch over to Ralph. Ralph, thank you for coming to this podcast episode. It was, it was a very special one, even for me. And thanks for leading our company for so many years. And I can say I will miss that person that we can ask any question to any of our products and has every time an answer. So at this point, thank you very much for all the time we have had together. Um, and after Kurt, Kurt finished uh, his sentence, we will give you the time to say goodbye to everybody in the world who listened to this podcast. Thank you, Ralph. It was a pleasure for me to work with you together in the last years. Thank you. And I'll be uncharacteristically short. It's been a pleasure working for you over these uh, last nine years uh, going on 10 and uh i've always been an inspiration that's uh, the depth of knowledge it's uh, you know it what, what kills me is you know as much about td as i do and everything else so so i really it's always it's always a pleasure i always learn talking to you and um uh i'll be it, it's not over with i know i know where you live i can find you <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so for me it's only a few words I want to say goodbye to all customers and also all employees of Gerstel and also the partners in universities or as a company. It was a very long relationship of trust and I think it should be transferred to the new generation. and. What turns also out was some customers and also partners turns into friends and I will meet them also after my retirement. I'm also available if Gersl needs me, but of course also my wife needs me and we'll see what the time schedule should be. I'm never be retired, so it's an experiment for me. So I hope... Uh, everything happened like I want to do. So goodbye to everyone. <laughs>